Hey. Hey, how's it going? Good. How was your weekend? That was good. How was yours? It was good. I had, we just had Kim's families over for their first dinner at our house. It was very nice. Ooh, very nice. How'd it, it go? Great. It's very nice. How's it's the house? so beautiful. I can't wait to have you over. I'm excited to yeah, see so it. Yeah, so let's see. Uh, we could, I'll, I'll cut this out. What is, um, you're in a, so on Sunday, we'll plan to like hang out in the afternoon and in the evening. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're we're pretty open. Like, I don't think we really have uh, much of a plan uh, for the weekend. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're going to get there probably early afternoon, Saturday. And, yeah, no real plans. Right, Who won the second football game? <clears throat> uh, the Eagles. Oh, they did? That's what I thought uh, they would do. The the Bears missed a missed a forty three yard field goal uh, with time running out. It hit the it hit the post. Oh no, <laughs> that's gonna suck for that kicker. Yeah, it, it hit the it hit the post and then it hit like the up the upright in the middle. Like it, it bounced off both of them. Oh, so they must have all been going like crazy. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty wild. Oh my gosh, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, so oh, yeah. Eagle, Eagles are doing it again. Yeah, right? They're so good. Like with uh, Foles. Like if Foles wins like another championship, like what are they going to do? I mean, they're going to get rid of Foles. I mean, he he makes too much money. There's no reason to – like his contract, I think I think he made like $4 million this year and he's due to make like $20 million next year. Oh, really? Like that. Oh. Yeah, like he had this weird contract. Um, so they're either going to release him or trade him, I think, because like w- Wentz is a better quarterback. Right. Like he, he really is. Just both just kind of they have a good team, and they were all injured at the beginning. Of the got, it, got, got it, got it, got it. Yeah, but now Wentz, but Wentz is out for the whole playoffs, probably. I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. He he wasn't suited up tonight. He was like in street clothes. Got it. I don't know what his deal is. All right, you want to start? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, I'll just wait like a few seconds. How many seconds are we in? Um, all right, cool. Um, good evening, and we are back for another episode of the LDB cast. This is episode six, and I'm joined with our commissioner, uh, Matthew Starr. And we're going to talk about off-season developments and what's going on in the state of real Major League Baseball. How you doing, Matt? Not too bad. How are you, Ian? I'm well. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm getting excited now that we're, the calendar has turned for some fantasy baseball. I know we've got what a uh, little over five weeks still pitchers and catchers report, I believe. I think that's right, and something like uh, fifty days or so until the LDB Double A draft. That is true. Wow, yeah, yeah, it's getting close. It's getting close. I'm. Uh, I, I, it's been an interesting off season. I mean, we've already had one pretty major trade: um, Max Scherzer going to uh, Josh's team in exchange for what did you get back? Uh, with Michael Conforto and Corbin Burns. Wow. Okay. So, um, before we get into uh, other topics, tell us um, why you, you, how you and Josh were able to come to that agreement so early in the off season, and what what your, well, you, you know, why you decided to do that. Uh, I mean, there's a few things. I mean, I I had been, you know, my as as most of LDB knows, my farm system is not particularly strong. Um, I you know, kind of, I, I, and honestly, I think maybe I, I felt a little burned by having Max Scherzer kind of let me down in the playoffs. <laughs> Not that it was the only reason I lost, but, um, but, but I kind of thought that I might, I kind of wanted a little bit more flexibility kind of going into the season, a little more spending flexibility. I really like Michael Conforto, but I, I reached out, I got a, a bunch of people respond. A lot of people were interested. 
Um, I think Josh just had the right thing that I was looking for. I was kind of looking for someone that would help me this year and a prospect and just kind of worked out. I also, I'll be honest. I told Josh this after the trade, I was watching Corbin Burns pitch in the playoffs and I thought he looked really good and I was really impressed. And I, I kind of was targeting him specifically and just, that it just happened to be two guys that I really liked in Conforto and Burns. All right, that makes uh, all- that, that that lined up that lined up nicely. I thought value wise it worked out. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it's just interesting though, like because it's so early. Like, um, the thing that I like most about it is that it made LDV feel even like you know it's just we really are three hundred sixty five days a year league, and I think that that uh, that trade so early in the off season really demonstrated that. Yeah, I I kind of enjoyed that aspect of it too, um, and and I, I, I unfortunately I didn't really kick off uh, a series of other trades yet, but usually around it's around this time of year that we start to see uh, the action pick up. I'm certainly bit, working so. on it, so uh, if people are interested, get in contact with the box. Uh, the front office is all there, waiting for your phone calls or G chats. <laughs> Uh, I'm excited to see what happens there. I know, I know, it's you've got some big pieces to move if you decide to go that direction. Yeah, I'm only going to do it if it makes sense. But uh, certainly, I've had some very productive discussions with a few owners, and I'm seriously considering just hanging it up. I felt like last year was the year, and I missed. And I just don't know if the same team with less money and paying Jacob Degrom more than I was paying him is going to get it done. Yeah, I mean, you kind of just have had some tough breaks with some guys too. Yeah. Just like, I mean, it's, po- it's like if everything were to suddenly break back the other way this year for you, it's it could work. Yeah. But like, Manaya sounds like he's going to be out the whole year. I might cut him. Is it, it going to be? Yeah, the whole I think year? He's, well, at least that was what they said at the end of the season. I mean, I'm not going to make a decision until the keeper date. But if right. that is still the th- the thing, I think I'm just going to cut him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, I, I was thinking he'd be out to like at least the all-star break, but I guess, wow, it's possible he's out, he's out the whole season. I guess I just don't know. I can't afford a $4 million hit to pay him seven and a half million dollars on a, to come back on injury. Cause really you're paying him 11 and a half million dollars for his S4 season, which is about probably what he'd go for coming off of soldier injury. Maybe. Yeah. Probably something around that. Yeah. If he doesn't pitch at all. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I would say probably something. I mean, if he pitches, pitch. if he pitches though, I mean, he was really seemed like he was on the path. Right. All right. So um, what have, what have been your thoughts so far on uh, MLB free agency? Who are some players who you think saw their stocks improve both either in real baseball or for fantasy for next year? Um, so I, I've, I've got my list here. I don't know if you, how much, how much you want to talk about it, but I can just kind of, I'll, I'll start, yeah, you you start wanna, you, I'll start yeah, with, go ahead. I'll start with the stock up and, uh, then you want to jump in with yours and we kind of go back and forth. Yeah, that sounds bit. great. So I'm going to say the, the first player, um, who I think really saw his stock increase, uh, is Yasiel Puig, oh, interesting. Uh, who, uh, I, I think, you know, he got, he got traded to the Reds, um, and, you know, he was not a full-time player for the Dodgers last year. I think he started – I mean, he's, he spent a little bit of time on the DL, but I think he only started something like 112 games last mm-hmm. year. He, we, he was kind of part-timing it. They were, they were sitting him against some righties. You know, he's in the last year of his contract. Mm-hmm. He's going now to one of the best hitters par- – from one of the best pitchers' parks to one of the best hitters' parks in baseball. Mm. Uh, the Reds are going to play him every day. He's going to play every day in right field unless he's hurt. And I think he's, I think he's super motivated in a contract year. 
And I think he's going to get the shot. And he's going to have the opportunity to play every day in Hitters Park. I think Puig is the guy on the roster. That's really interesting. I was really surprised that they decided to trade him, um, just given his heroics in the World Series. You know, those multiple home runs um, in very clutch situations. I felt like he finally, like, I think the fans always liked him more than the media did and probably more than his teammates did, but it felt like it was all clicking. I was surprised they cut him loose, but it seemed like they needed to get rid of Kemp's contract more than anything else. Yeah, I mean, to me, it it still seemed – I assumed it was going to be the precursor to signing Bryce Harper, uh, but there really hasn't been much – or some other big move that Mm -hmm. really hasn't uh, transpired. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. I think L.A.'s offseason may not be done yet. No, no I kind of assumed that that trade was going to be – lead to something else because it freed up some money for them to spend. Mm -hmm. Uh, but we haven't seen it happen yet. So I'm curious to see what's next. Right. Me. So one guy that I think um, uh, went from a situation where he might not have been rostered in fantasy baseball to a guy who might in the beginning of the season be valuable is Troy Tulowitzki. Um, I think one. that it makes a lot of sense for the Yankees um, to have him as the short, starting shortstop until Gregorius comes back if they miss on Machado. And I think it doesn't seem to me like they're going to get Machado because Cashman's not going to give him the, the, the most money that, you know, I think somebody else will come in with a higher contract. So assuming right. that um, uh, Machado doesn't go to the Yankees, I like Tulowski starting for the Yankees. And then when Gregorius comes back, he doesn't have to play every day. There's really not that much pressure on him. It's kind of like the Carlos Beltran situation. And that could be, you know, he's a rosterable guy. He's probably going to go for the minimum or under $3 million in LDB. And I think that if he's healthy, which, of course, is a huge if, you know, he might not be done. There could be some early season uh, sparks from him. Yeah, I, I, I like that. I like that move by the Yankees Me a too. lot. Uh, it, it, you know, it's basically no risk. You know, it's it, they're paying him the minimum. Mm-hmm. You take a roster spot. Like, if Machado works out, like, whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, you spent you – spent, Six hundred thousand dollars on on Trevitulitsky or whatever. It's not, it's not a huge deal. It's it's a low risk. Like, I mean, I don't think we're ever going to see the the Tulo of old. But you know, maybe he's he's a, still a decent player. Maybe in half a season, we'll you know put up a three forty OBP and hit fifteen home runs. Right, 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 exactly. And that, that 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 is valuable both in real baseball and in fantasy baseball, given right. the state of the shortstop position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, so I'm going to do uh, another guy who is actually kind of was part of that uh, Reds Dodgers trade, or or who benefited from it, and that's Ross Stripling. Mm. Uh, I think mm, I think Stripling's point. another guy who who really saw his stock increase. The the, the Dodgers uh, had a pretty loaded rotation. Mm-hmm. He was looking like he was going to be the odd man out, probably looking to start the season in the bullpen, mm-hmm. even though he was coming off a great season, but. He looked like they weren't, you know, Kershaw and Bueller and Ryu and Hill Mm -hmm. and Wood. There really wasn't a spot for him. So trading Wood to the Reds opened up a spot for Ross Stripling. This is, again, assuming that the Dodgers don't make another move and go out and try to trade for Corey Kluber or something. I mean, at this point, Uh, I don't see the the Indians making that move. Like, why why do you think that there's so much uh, talk about Kluber being traded? It seemed to be a money thing, honestly. I mean, Kluber's got, what, two years left on his deal, something like that? Um, and I think they, the Indians were trying to kind of do this, 
shedding contract and staying moderately competitive thing. Um, I don't, what is Kluber's salary? He does. I don't think he's like outrageously expensive, mm-hmm. but you know, if they could, I think if they could get something like Al, someone like Alex Verdugo and another player, um, and and shed some cash and get kind of younger and and cheaper than maybe they want. To. Yeah. So yeah, he's got uh, three years left on his deal actually, but he's not mm-hmm. incredibly expensive. He's making like eighteen million. Yeah, year, it looks that way uh, for the next three years. And the I think that the next two years are team options actually, right? Right. Yeah. So it's uh yeah seventeen seventeen five and an eighteen. Right. That's interesting. So I mean that's that's a nice that's a nice contract to take on uh, mm. you know it, presumably you would exercise at least the twenty twenty right the twenty twenty year unless something were to go horribly wrong for him uh, but it gives the team some flexibility and, and less of a but yeah I, I think really they were just hoping maybe they'd be able to get you know a couple of young major league ready players and and cut some salary right absolutely I think that's a really good point um, all right so let's see. I like I like um, the Patrick Corbin deal for both sides. I think that that um, – I don't know if it improves his stock, but it certainly establishes that everybody thinks that Corbin is going to be for real um, uh, going into next year and, and, and the year after, right? Like um, for the Nationals to have Scherzer, Corbin, Strasburg as their rotation I think is – very very impressive and it and it and it allows them to maybe lose the offense of 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 Harper without losing too many games but i don't know you know i think i think it was a nice move in my opinion yeah i mean i, I think i think as far as fantasy value it's probably largely neutral right. um you know the he goes from kind of a middle range park to a middle range park maybe a little bit tougher of a division um, but also maybe a better defense. So it's like, yeah, you know, six and one half dozen right, the right. other. I think, you know, I I'll be honest. I think I, I I'm not expecting Corbin to repeat what he did last year because he was so good. But I think I think this is the, it, I think you're right. This was a sign that people believe that you know the, the leap forward for Corbin was legit right, right, and that he is you know a you know maybe not a the top 10 pitcher he was last year, but a, you know, a top 20 pitcher in baseball. Yes. 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 All right. Who else you got? So uh, we're, we're going on my team. I'll continue on with guys on my own team. It, this is, this is kind of a, a cop out because his value coming into this, into the off season was really a question mark. But that's you say Kikuchi who mm-hmm. you know, now is assigned to a major league contract. Yeah. That's um, good. <laughs> and, He's that, he, he is he is now you know he went from you know maybe a guy in Japan who maybe would come over to the majors to you know a guy who is now you know probably the ace of the Seattle Mariners, um, you know it's, and he ended up in in a pretty decent landing spot you know a nice pitcher's park uh, you know an okay defense not a not probably not a great but not a bad defense behind mm-hmm. him. Um, you know, but pitching on the West Coast when you're when you got a lot of pitchers' parks in that division in Oakland and in LA, mm-hmm. um, it's it it seems like about as good of a spot for him as as it really could have been. I can't. I mean, San Francisco, I think, would have been the dream landing spot just given the the division and the the park. But you know, it, it's also a sign that you know he got. I think what what did we say the third highest guaranteed money this offseason <laughs> of any free agent so far. Uh, that's not no, gonna it's stand, not going to stand. But, <laughs> 
there, I, I think, a few, you know, there's probably three or four guys who are going to get more than, than he did. Right. But, you know, it's still impressive that he got, you know, $56 million over four years. Yeah, that's right. That, you know, the, the Mariners at least believe that he's going to be, you know, legit. That's, yeah. you know, that's third starter, second third starter money, similar deal to what um, Nady Evaldi got. Yeah. The I mean, I, certainly Harper Machado, I think Pollock and, Grand, and, and, Keiko, and maybe probably. Grandal will get more money. Yeah, it's possible. Uh, it's possible all four of them. I think. I think certainly Harper, Machado, and Keiko will get. Them. I wish that Grandal had said yes to the four-year sixty from the Mets that he was offered. I mean, that. Yeah, I mean, if that's if that's real, it seems like, given the market, that's a that's a big mistake in retrospect not taking that deal. Yeah, and I, you know, so far I've been pleasantly surprised by our new GM. Like, you know, we got Wilson Ramos, which I think was a good signing. We got Familia back. Uh, this Keon Broxton trade seems like a fine thing. I mean, I, I don't know about Cano, but like, it, I just like how active he's being. It makes me feel like maybe the, the chains are off a little bit from the Wilpons. Yeah, no, I think the Mets have done well this off season. I think, you know, I, I think different people looked at that Cano and Diaz trade differently. I thought, honestly, I didn't think they gave up too much. Um, they got some cash back, so they're not paying Cano that you know the full value of his contract. Mm-hmm. Cano's still a good player, yeah, he's not what he used right. to be, but he's st- he's not like Cano's like a bad baseball player at this not point. At all. He's still an above average player. Uh, Edwin Diaz, maybe the best relief pitcher in baseball yeah, right I think now. That's right. Um, you know, under control for what like four more years. He's super young. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, and and then yeah, spending some money going out and get Wilson Ramos, yeah, um, who I who I love. I think you know, I was I was bummed the Nats didn't didn't get him, but uh, he he ended up signing for a lot less than I expected. Yeah, me too. Uh, I think they've done well yeah. this this off season, and you know, I think as a Mets fan, yeah. like, I, I would be, I would be happy. Yeah, I think the whole NL East is going to be interesting, except for Miami, really. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think Philly's probably not done. They hope not, anyway. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I, I still I, I keep waiting for the Braves to do something. I mean, they have all this. Yeah, they got talent. Josh Donaldson. I think that um, you know Keuchel makes sense for them. Right. Yeah. I mean, they they could use like Dallas Keuchel. They could use AJ Pollock. Uh, they could. You know, there there are holes on that team yeah. still. They could use another bat in that lineup, or, or especially in the outfield, and they could use another you know proven pitcher. Well, we'll see um, Nick Markakis signing any time now. <laughs> I mean, it's. I wouldn't be surprised if if they miss out on Pollock and and the big names if if Nick Markakis doesn't go back. To right, Atlanta. right. All right. So uh, another guy who I think stock for fantasy is improved was Lance Lynn. I want you. I, where did Lynn? Where, he, he went he, to the Texas Rangers. Like, there's no pressure yeah. there. He'll be a starter. He'll, you know, he can try to reclaim some of that value that he used to have and. Um, I just think it was, a, you know, it's a good signing for both sides. Yeah, I mean, Lynn, if I remember correctly, I'll look up, I'm looking at this numbers right now. Lynn was actually pretty good for the Yankees yeah. uh, after he got traded. He just had a rough start to the right. season. Yeah, Lance Lynn had a, he had a 4-1-4 ERA, but with a 2.1 war and 54 innings. Like, that's... Oh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, he, he, looked, he looked really nice, um, after, especially after a rough start to the year. Um yeah, I mean, I think he could bounce back. I think the downside there is uh, that's that's a tough park. I think that I think uh, look, I was looking at park factors the other day. I think the um, the Rangers park was actually uh, worse for pitchers than Coors Field was last year. Oh wow, year. really? 
That's crazy. Yeah, the the best hitters park in the majors. Okay, so that's that's, that's, that's the one. That's the one downside. Uh, yeah. Of that. But on the other hand, you know, on the road in the AL West is a lot of nice pitchers. Yeah, spots. exactly. And you're you know you're probably playing there once every you know ten days <laughs> over the course of a season. Right. All right. Who do you right. think? Um, you know, will had their fantasy value dampened um, this off season so far. The guy at the top of my list on that front uh, is Jose Martinez uh-huh. of the St. Louis mm-hmm. Cardinals. I think um, right now, you know, he, Martinez had a pretty good yeah, season last year, but he really struggled defensively uh, in the outfield. It seemed like first base was the only position that he was really able to play, and they brought in Paul Goldschmidt yeah. to replace him. And now they've got four other outfielders. Uh, you know, they've got Marcelo Zuna. Uh, they've got um, uh, Dexter Fowler. Yep. They've got um, Harrison Bader, and uh, God, what's the other guy? The the really muscly. Oh, guy. Uh, 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 yeah, hold on, I'll find it. Um, Tyler O'Neill. Oh, Tyler O'Neill's really muscly. I don't think I knew that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's like super huge. <laughs> uh, so you know, you got four guys in the outfield. Uh, I don't think he's unseating Goldschmidt. I think. You know, unless he gets traded, I think he's really going to struggle to find playing time right uh, right now. And and that's a bummer for a guy who had a 364 OBP last year yeah. and uh, and and could be a fantasy asset if he were given regular playing time. I think St. Louis just didn't. You know, they, they felt the defense was a problem and they, you know, they, they wanted to put Goldschmidt back in first base. Full he's at Nate's team. He's on Nate's team. Yeah, and I, I don't think at like nine million or whatever that you can, that he's a keeper right now unless he gets. Yeah, I bet you he somewhere. keeps him though. There's just uh, a lot of yeah, a, yeah. I mean, there is, but I mean, he's old too, isn't he? Like thirty. Oh crazy. really? I thought he was like twenty-eight yeah, he, or something. Yeah, he's thirty. <laughs> he'll, t- he'll turn thirty-one this year. I love how that's old in baseball. Yeah, old for a guy that like, yeah. just came to the, got to the majors like two. Yeah, years I, I'm actually concerned just generally with baseball and the next collective bargaining agreement because it seems like if Major League Baseball isn't willing to pay the old guys and the young guys are under team control forever, at some point the union's just going to be like, this is not acceptable. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think the union really is going to have to put their foot yeah. down and try to get young guys money earlier. They in have careers. to. Like, I think it's if the free agent market's going to look like this and guys over 30 aren't getting more than like two or three years in free agency anymore, then you got to get these guys. Right. You got to do, you got to do away with like at least one team control a year. And like the salaries have to go up from like 500,000 to a million or $2 million. It's just. Right. Yeah. The, the, the best idea I heard, I, I think is, is, you know, you, you retain the first three years of super cheap control. And then instead of going to this arbitration system where guys are getting like what 50, 70, 90% of their value, right. you basically, every year you have like three years of restricted free agency where a guy, any team can offer a player a one-year deal and the team that has him can match that, mm-hmm. that one-year deal. So at least those are getting market value for their fourth, fifth, and sixth yeah, years. I like that. And uh, so that's, that's, that's an idea I've seen thrown around. I don't, I have no idea what kind of track. I mean, I, I, that's I, probably I, the, the most creative thing. I've the seen. ownership is not going to go for that because there'll be so much, you know, the deep pocket teams, you could only really do that if you have a salary cap. Yeah, I mean, I I think that 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 helps. Uh, I mean, the salary, but the salary cap, like, 
I, I, well, we can talk about the salary cap. I mean, the the luxury tax is kind of being treated as yeah, a really salary is. cap these it's days. It's so interesting. Teams, right? teams don't want to go over the luxury tax anymore after you had a number of years there where the Yankees and the Dodgers and the Red Sox all seem to be have no problem just blowing past it. All, like last year, everything changed. Yeah. No one wants to go past the luxury tax. That's right. And, so coming in with a hard cap, I think that's not that's that's not going to be great for the union either. Right, right, right. All right. So just going back to this, I think that the guy, uh, two guys whose value I think are going to be that are going to be challenged is Nelson Cruz and Miguel Sano. Um, by Cruz becoming the DH for the Twins, you know it's going to keep Sano in the field more regularly, and like I just don't know if he should be in the field. Like given his size and given his injury history at this point. Um, they've, they've really screwed up his development and I'd like to see him break out and hit, you know, hit a lot. And I just worry having a, you know, it's a one year deal, right. For Cruz, but like, they're going to, I feel like they have a similar skill set. They're going to bump into each other a lot. So I, I wish that Minnesota just said, all right, Sano's going to be our DH next year and we'll, we'll sign, you know, we'll sign position players instead. Yeah, I mean, that, that's an interesting situation. I think, you know, obviously this is what this means, that they, they're hoping Snow's just going to play for right. every day. And he actually has been an okay defensive right. baseman. He hasn't been atrocious, not like he was in the outfield, at least. Um, so, but I think the health is obviously a concern. And, you know, the poor performance last year, I don't know if it was necessarily health-related or what exactly right. happened there. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it, I, I think I, I like the crew signing for the twins. I think they, you know, they were the kind of team that could really use like one more bat right. and it was a totally reasonable deal for him. I actually like, I really like the off season the twins had to bring in Cruz and CJ Crone and Jonathan scope mm-hmm. all without spending a ton of money. And those are three, those are three positions they really needed upgrades at. And like they, they spent what, like a total of, like twenty five yeah, no million yeah, on the exactly. three of them. Uh, why yeah, not? Right. right? Sure. Like that—that's a team that I, you know that they they like everything seemed to go wrong for them last year, and they won seventy eight games. Still, right. uh, they—they I can think they they're like they've got a decent shot at making the playoffs, especially with the Indians probably going to take a step back because of the what they, the moves they've made this offseason. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, I think that's right. Is is there another guy you think that um, his value is hurt? I do. I, I have a few other guys. Uh, another one, I thought, uh, this kind of goes back to what we were talking about with the, the Rangers and how their park was the, the best offensive park mm-hmm. in baseball. Jerickson Profar had some crazy home road, road splits right, last right. year. And now he's going to Oakland, which is a, a big-time pitcher's yes, park. And, and I think, I think Profar, we, we may have, unfortunately, I mean, Profar might get better, but I think statistically we may have just seen Profar's best season from a power perspective because he's now going to go to a tough park for, for power. Right. And uh, I don't know if he can keep this up. You know, he's going to get regular playing time. He's going to be the, the everyday second baseman for the A's. I don't think we can count on him uh, hitting 20 home runs or putting an ISO over 200 mm-hmm. again. I, I, I would take the under on both of those now. For oh, interesting. Day. Yeah. How many did he end up with last year? That, that, that was those okay. Those were the same. Yeah. Last year. He, he had 20 and like 147 or oh, 100. And... He might get there just if he plays 150 games, you know? Yeah. I mean, he, he played 147 oh, wow. last year. I don't know if he started. I don't know if he started that. Yeah. Day. He may have. But, you know, he kind of started out. Because they had a bunch of injuries, he he came in and then kind of locked down a regular spot. Mm-hmm. 
Is there somebody else you got? Uh, yeah, I mean, another guy, uh, Mark's not going to want to hear this. It's actually a guy I really like, but I think this hurt his stock for, for 2019. Is Kyle Tucker um, with the, the Astros going out and signing Michael, Michael Brantley. Yeah. Um, looking like they really want Tyler White to be their everyday DH. Um, it just doesn't look like right now uh, there's there's a place for Kyle Tucker to play uh, in that outfield. Yeah, it's it really like, interesting. You know, you know, I thought they would let him run with that position. They just kind of give him the everyday left field job and let him let him go. But yeah, I guess it's a you know you're a competitive team. You're hesitant to just hand over the job to an unproven young guy, right? And he's kind of suffering for it. I like this is this is kind of the curse of being a prospect on a really competitive team. You're, you're seeing it kind of similar to like what's happening to Alex Verdugo, right? Uh, right. Yeah, they just can't. They they're just struggling to get on the field because the team would rather give that playing time to someone that they trust more. More proven, exactly. Uh, kind of on the flip side, we didn't get to this guy on my on my stock on my stock up list, but I think Victor Robles in. Uh, in Washington, uh, it's kind of the opposite of this. Uh, that, first of all, they haven't brought back Bryce Harper. I guess it's still a chance the Nats could re-sign mm-hmm. Harper. But they've gone out and said, if we re-sign Harper, we're going to trade Adam Eaton because Victor Robles is our center. Oh, player. really? That's what they said? Uh, so so that's, you know, that's that's the team kind of standing behind their young guy and saying this guy's going to play every day for us. Otherwise, it would be Soto, uh, Robles, and Eaton in the outfield. Yeah. I like that outfield. I mean – Oh, yeah, that's a, total, that's a totally fine, good, very good defense. And then outfield. Taylor's the fourth outfielder? Right. What did you, how many home runs? Taylor stole a ton of bases last year. Yeah, but he was, he was not good. Like, he, he had a rough year from a, like, a real-life perspective. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just, you know, he, he was valuable in fantasy because he stole, I don't know, he probably stole like 25 bases. I think more, let's see. Yeah, 24. He stole 24 bases, but he had a 287 OBP last year. Oof. He only hit six home runs. Oof. Yeah. It's so interesting. In 2017, he had an 806 OPS. I mean, uh, yeah. It, the power just was gone. I mean, I, Michael Taylor is, is a great guy to watch. I love watching him play. He's one of the best defensive outfielders in baseball, but the guy just really struggles to make contact. Yeah. I and, wish he, and uh, he, I wish they traded him to a non contending team and let him just, and just let that team see what he can do. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's, unfortunately, like, if he's going to play for a contender like the Nats, he's going to be a, a fourth outfielder um, and not get to play every day. I mean, he's he's almost 28 years old. Like, he's not young. No, he's I not young. Think, um, I, I feel like what we, kind of what we've seen the last two years from him is kind of just what he is. He's an inconsistent player because of his inability to make contact. Yeah. So we've been talking for 30 minutes, so I think we should wrap it up. Um, okay. Let's do a lightning round. Um, where does Harper sign? I still think it's Philly. I've been saying Philly this whole time. I still think it's Philly. All right, I'm going to go with LA. Uh, it, I think it's one of those two or, or Washington. Yeah. That, that, that's my guess. I see the Dodgers doing it. Um, Machado. I still think it's the Yankees. I'm going to go with Philly for Machado. Um, Pollock. I'm going to st- stick with my preseason projections on both of those I like two. that. We'll see how that plays out. Pollock. I, uh, Pollock's going to depend on where where Harper goes. Um, I, I think it makes it tough. Um, let's say let's say if Harper goes to if Harper's going to Philly, I don't know. Let's put AJ Pollock in Atlanta. All right, I'm going to go with Philly. I'm going to say that that's their stupid money. Pollock and uh, and Machado together. 
Yeah, that I mean that'd be great for them. I, I think I think Pollock ends up in Philly if they miss on Harper and Machado. Right, right. Uh, Grandal. Man, Grandal is tough these days. Where do you think Grandal is going to? You know, up? I, I kind of see a sneaky like St. Louis signing him as the heir to Molina. Although, don't they have a guy? Yeah, they I, have a guy. Molina's. I I just can't. I don't know. I just couldn't see it playing out that way. All right, let me let me think of a better answer then. I, I've I've got a dark horse for Molina. Grandal, uh, what do you got? I'm going to say Milwaukee. I think that's a team that that needs a catcher and has been really quiet this offseason. Yep. Um, they ha- they ha- they they've shedded some money. They they traded Domingo Santana to Seattle, who actually that was another guy in my stock up list we didn't get to. Right. But yeah, I think Milwaukee could could sneak in there. They've been super quiet this offseason. Maybe that's their big move this year. Oh, that's interesting. Let me think a little. Let me see. Um... Uh, who who else could re- who else? Well, I mean, he, the, I, he the could go to team, Houston. I think maybe maybe the best fit in all of baseball for him is Colorado. For yeah. from from a lot, I mean, that's a team that they really need a catcher from a fantasy perspective. That would be amazing. Right. What about Houston though? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think Houston's possible too. They, I mean, they went out and got. Um, uh, what's his face? Robinson Chirinos, yeah, right. who's like fine. Um, you know, they've been connected to Real Muto. I don't know why they haven't been connected to Grandal right. if they're going so hard after if, if they really are as interested in Real Muto as that yeah, you know, the media seems right. to think they are. Right, right. I think I think I think it's possible. I you know, I think those three teams make all, all make a lot of sense for him. That's right. All right, Keiko. So I so you you said your stupid money is is Machado and Pollock to the Phillies. I think well I would have said – I've been saying Keiko and, and Harper were going to be the Phillies guys. Nice. That would be cool. I mean, they'd be – I'm sure they'd be thrilled. Uh, but I don't know. I guess the the only hesitation there is they just paid David Robertson a bunch of money. I wonder if now they're still going to sign Keiko and Harper. Right. Um, I think that well, I think that he's going to go to either Atlanta or Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, I could see Atlanta. I, I don't know. For some reason, I don't. I don't feel like he's going to be more money than Milwaukee wants to spend. Right. Uh, I know, but maybe. I mean, maybe they're. Maybe he's willing to take like a two-year high average value and just. I don't know. That would be that'd that, be bad. I guess. Yeah, I mean, that that would be a big blow compared to like what he's what he was looking for apparently at the beginning of the offseason. Yeah. Like, I think he's still going to get something like four years, seventy-five million yeah. or something. Yeah. All right. I guess after that is is a drop off, but we could say like, what do you think about like um, Kimbrel? I mean, it, I, I, I the Red Sox still have a have a need in the bullpen that I, they have. They're right up against the luxury tax, I think, which is the, right. the one the one tough spot for them. But it makes so much sense for them to bring him back. Mm-hmm. I, I think Atlanta's another team that that could go out that could go in and get go out and get Kimbrel. So uh, I'm, I'm, let's say Atlanta. I think let's see, let's see a reunion between uh, Craig Kimball and Atlanta. Braves. I like that. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Anybody else you want to guess on? I, I, I'd like to see the Mets sign Mustakis. Yeah, Mustakis hasn't gotten like any attention this offseason. No. You think the Mets though, with the moves that they've made already? You know, you've got Todd Frazier, and they've got uh, yeah, Todd Frazier uh, sucks. Todd Frazier sucks, but uh, what's his face? The guy that oh, Ty, everybody loves. Oh, uh, Jeff McNeil. <laughs> yeah, Jeff McNeil. Yeah, I guess like, that's true. I guess old Jeff can play. I don't know if Jeff McNeil can play third, but hopefully he can. 
I mean, I don't. Otherwise, where's Jeff McNeil going to go? Yeah, that's a good point. Because uh, Cano's going to play second. Yep. They're, unless like Cano ends up playing, unless they decide they don't want to give the first base job to one of the young guys. Well, I mean, I don't see how you give it to Dominic Smith the way he's played so far, but <laughs> I mean, I guess. Yeah, but but I, it, theoretically, I mean, Peter Alonso or Dominic Smith, all one right. of those guys probably deserves that. I hope we just re-sign Flores for a little bit less money. I mean, I... You love, you love. <laughs> yes, every Mets, every Mets fan loves Flores. I don't understand. He's like, he's so not good at baseball. I mean, he's like fine. He's he's a platoon, he's a right-handed hitting platoon for his base. A lot of people think he's a lot better than that. Let's see. Hold on. Let me look at his. Let me look at last year. I think it's you're going to be pleasantly surprised by. I I'm not, I know exactly how uh, Wilmer Flores is like. You know, a guy. Consistently put, he, he had like a, what is he, a 736 OPS for a guy who's pretty much a first baseman. Yeah. That's not going to yeah. cut it anymore. Almost 800 the year before, though. Almost. <laughs> All right. Um, I mean, he's a major leaguer. He'll get a job somewhere. Yeah. Just, he's just not, you know, he's, he's a bench bat. Right. That's true. All right. Well, God bless Wilmer Flores. <laughs> All right, my friend. So this was really fun, and I'm excited to see what happens over the next few months uh, with LBB. And, yeah, me too. And, uh, I, think, I think we'll probably see some more movement in the, in the coming months, usually kind of leading up to the double-A draft. Usually exactly. Really take off. Yeah, all right. I'll get, this, uh, I'll get this posted tomorrow morning. All right, great. Thanks, man. Have a great night, Matt. Be well. You too. Bye.